This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, uh, what a what a busy week for me. Uh, it's been a busy September. Wizard World, not Wizard World, Keystone Comic Con has been uh, uh, keeping me on my toes and whatnot. So finally, we're, we're getting this episode out uh, that we'll get to our guest in just a second. Uh, but we're also been busy planning after Party of One Pod. Uh, that has been a fun little adventure that I am in the process of editing right now. Uh, we have hopefully some uh, big news coming up when it comes to uh, both the network and this show. The network, uh, we're in talks with some more people to produce their shows and whatnot. Um, Mike and I are talking about putting on more shows, uh, which we tease in our keystone comic-con um episodes that will be coming up after this week here uh just a lot of good things uh going on uh and if you want to help support us and this network and doing those cool things head on over to patreon.com slash that entertains and you can subscribe to our network patreon which helps cover hosting fees for all our shows including everything is awesome the ladies who rant bullies keep out victims and villains and after party of one and all the other shows that come down the pipe uh, you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month, or you can hit that sweet spot at $5 a month and get early access of an exclusive content, or you can even go higher and get other cool uh, swag and just cool benefits for being a subscriber to the That's Entertainment Podcast Network, which again, supports not just everything is awesome, but it supports us, Bullies Keep Out, The Ladies Who Rant, Victims and Villains, and a whole other bunch of shows coming down at you. Uh, if you're looking for a non-monetary way to help support this show, you can also go to uh, iTunes and leave us a five-star rating review. Every five-star rating review on iTunes uh, helps us get in front of in front of more ears, uh, so that more people are listening to us. And the more people that listen to us means that we can do bigger and cooler things. Word of mouth recommendations is also a great way to help this show. Um, this week, this week is uh, a fun episode, uh, as you can tell by the episode title, Yoga Hosers. Uh, I finally sat down and talked with Kevin Smith. No, that's not true. Uh, we'll get him on one day, uh, one day soon. But this week I sat down and talked to Roshni. She is um, based out of India, a fitness instructor who is also on a plant-based diet. So we chat about travel, Roshni's time in America, and diets versus lifestyle changes, plus so, so much more. Uh, let's not delay this anymore. Let's go to my conversation with Roshni right here on awesomepodcast.com and thatentertains.com slash network. New York is... a if traffic is nice around like the the bridges or the tunnels uh going from jersey to to new york city it's it, it can be done in two hours it's typically like probably realistically like a three and a half four hour trip from i'm, I'm in the suburbs of philly so um so so from where i'm at it's a, it's, it's it, it can take at most four hours uh four. so it's but sometimes Getting out of Manhattan is like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly like it, I've sat to get into the city. I've sat through the Lincoln Tunnel for, I mean, oh God, probably my longest was like an hour, hour and a half or more. Um, I, I used to travel for work. And um, the, when I first started traveling, uh, New, uh, Long Island specifically was like my go to destination. So uh, we, weekly, I would go through those tunnels and bridges. Right. Oh, wow. Weekly is crazy. That, that's a lot of travel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to. And then, you know, it, it was nice, though, because it was like a driving distance still. Uh, when when it 
went to uh, places that were more than about a six hour drive is when I would start to fly and yeah. I'd be on a plane right. and, you know, two, minimum two times a week uh, unless I had to travel somewhere else in the middle of the week. So then there would be like a third plane trip or, or whatever. So I, I thank God I, uh, that travel can be fun, but it's something that I did. Like, I'm so glad I did 10 years ago. And now that I have I kids, I, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I'm more settled in. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I would, I would do that. I mean, and I also um, encourage people when you're younger, travel, explore, because you miss out on that. Once you start settling in and you have family, you have so many responsibilities. You don't have the time. I mean, you might have the money, but then it's just no time. You're just working all yeah. the time and you just have no time to travel. Yeah, and, and I was had the benefit of like work kind of flipping the bill for my travel, and any and I never really went anywhere like exotic. Like it was all United States, state. and it was yeah, it was all within the states. It was all primarily East Coast. Like I think I've been to I, I know I, I'm I, I lost count. I want to say like 27 of the the 50 states I've been to, and like all the East Coast ones. Um, so so it was it was fun uh, for that. Just to kind of say, oh man, I've checked all these off. I'm I'm getting excited for the point uh, where the kids get a little bit older, and we can like take them on more exotic vacations outside of like Disney World and 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 Busch Gardens. Like we typically go to like amusement parks, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I love Disney World. It's such a fun place. But I I like my dream vacation is is to go to Ireland uh, for like a week, week and a half, and just like be with I'm, I'm very you know I, I my name's my full name is Kevin Gallagher I'm 100% Irish practically and so I would yeah. love to go see the motherland <laughs> and you've never been there no I, I I've traveled outside of the United States a handful of times uh Canada for work um and then like uh the Dominican for a family wedding and, and Mexico for a little small vacation with my fiance um but that's n- nothing too major when it comes to uh, uh, international travel but you know recently what I'm into and we did this vacation last weekend also um, India has a lot of really ancient properties like 100 year old bungalows oh, wow. it's a huge you know vast kind of mansions haunted mansions kind of thing and they rent them now many of them are like privately owned or government owned and they rent them out so you, you could rent like a 10 bedroom bungalow for yourself mm-hmm. and that comes in with like a housekeeper and a cook and you just stay there. Oh, that's neat. And it's beautiful because, I mean, it takes you back to ancient truths and culture, but also it's, it's you don't get all the luxuries of travel, but um, it's just beautiful being in such places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's something like, I'm very fortunate with like my current day job that like when, by the time I'm 55, which is... 21 years from now uh i'll, I'll be able to I, I can retire and I'll, I'll probably end up having to get a, a like something part-time but my fiance is a teacher so the plan is to hopefully when i'm 55 just have summers off and and, and i'll you know now at 34 55 doesn't sound too old so uh right, yeah. I, you know we'll be able to hopefully travel in the summer yeah and take like two months off two months of two months of the year off yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and like, it's, it's a, it's a weird, like I have a hard time transitioning to the fact that I'm actually an adult, like a grown adult that has a full-time job. I have my own family, two young kids. So sometimes I forget that like, yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm actually working towards the ability to, to do something like that once, once I'm, you know, retired. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so, so when you were in the States, what made you cut, like, uh, what made you live in the, in the States for, for five years? Well, um, I came there for my bachelor's. I was studying my bachelor's at the university of Buffalo. Um, I did my bachelor's in psychology and then I moved to Manhattan, um, city university of New York to do my master's. And yeah, I was there for five years and then I moved back to India for a family emergency. And mm. I was living and working in, in the States and I really liked it. Um, as much as I love India too, I think there's so much of culture and family and it's just vibrant and colorful and there's almost a festival or something, a reason to celebrate every single day of the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
because every single state has its own language they have their own culture india's like you know it's like small small con- every state is like a different country and mm-hmm. there's so mm-hmm. many languages and i'm from the northern part of india and settled down in the south but the language spoken in the south people in the north don't speak and vice versa so okay i love i love that but um new york also gives you a lot of exposure and um work opportunities i think were so much better there especially in the field which i am in uh, which is fitness um mm-hmm. india is just exploring fitness now only 1% of the population uses gyms and fitness centers oh wow so it's like that's nice that's yeah there's a huge scope of growth but there's not that much awareness uh-huh. versus when you're yeah. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and maybe this is because, again, I'm getting older, but like I'm definitely way more health conscious now yeah. than than I was 10, 15 years ago yeah. and and have started that. Like I um, I was, I hit my heaviest uh, earlier this year uh, at like 260 pounds and I was like, oh man, I, and like I'm, I'm just under, like I'm, I'm practically six foot. Okay. So like definitely about like, I guess I think 80 pounds overweight at that point. Yeah. And, uh, I, I've, I, the first thing I did was like kill soda. I was like, all right, I'll do that. That's like guaranteed to lose me 25 pounds. Yeah. But I realized that was in my twenties <laughs> like right. that. So, so I had to do something more. So we, we actually, uh, combined, I've now combined fitness with, uh, with Weight Watchers. Uh, and, and it's been like, you know, it's, it's, I've, de- I've lost just under 25 pounds since I started like two months ago. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a, and for me, like I said, that used to be like a, like a, like a one month, maybe even two weeks. I think I want, I think my personal best is losing 25 in two weeks, but that was all sugar. Cause I used to drink a case of soda, yeah. uh, practically a day when I, when I was in my twenties. Wow. So uh but but yeah i like this this more natural kind of way to lose weight you know 25 pounds over two months seems kind of more realistic when i tell when i talk to people um and yeah it's like it's neat not feeling like i'm on a diet that's like important to me like uh like i don't know So, so when you so when so when you say you work in fitness do you cover like kind of the whole spectrum of like you know actual physical fitness as well as like the nutritional side of things all four actually i would say it's a you have the physical fitness you have the nutritional aspect you have lifestyle changes because you want to whatever changes you're making uh to get fit you don't want to do it till you only lose weight you want to do it for the rest of your life so you don't gain the weight back so lifestyle modification is huge and now especially now with the kind of clientele i'm getting um mental health has become a great issue because I see people with eating disorders. I see people with depression, um, anxiety issues, uh, performance issues. Like, you know, people are so oriented with the number on the scale um, and that trying to understand where the client is coming from and then helping the client and every client is different because Mm -hmm. um, the way they think and so much of work pressure, relationship pressure, getting your health right is just is just another aspect so discussing mental health with them is i didn't see this 10 years back but now it's just it's so important to even discuss with people like you know who are you living with at home what is that person's dietary habit do you have work stressors which is probably causing hormonal changes in you which is probably causing you to gain weight because it's not only about eating more maybe you know you just have so much of stress going on and the stress hormone is directly linked with belly fat Mm. so talking to clients about that yeah it's it's interesting because like for like i'd say when it comes to like mental health i never really kind of lumped that in with um yeah yeah like it's i mean and it's especially in i think 2018 uh in america it's it's a topic that a lot of us take seriously when we talk about mental health we have uh, uh one of the other shows on our uh two of our shows actually on our network. One is called bullies keep out and, and, and we've done, they've done topics on mental health and whatnot. And, and another one is victims of villains who uh, part of their show is about suicide prevention and stuff. So, so we have a couple shows that are, like are very kind of in the, in that topic of, of mental health. Um, and I, I, 
like I said, I think in the States it's, it's at least from my point of view, uh, which is probably very narrow and very uh, uninformed. It's a, it's a big topic that a lot of people discuss and, and are very serious about, but I don't know that I've ever heard it talked about in the same vein mm-hmm. as like physical fitness and, and nutritional fitness. Uh, what happens, like I have clients who, you know, Monday to Friday, you're following your diet, you're doing everything right. And over the weekend, they go and they binge eat. Now, mm-hmm. you know, what most fitness experts would do would say, oh, you have less willpower. You don't have a very good willpower and that's why you're not able to stay on diet. But that's not always true. Maybe the client is suffering from a borderline eating disorder or maybe there's peer pressure or maybe the client um, has an issue with alcohol and goes out over the weekends and has a little too much alcohol and has no control over what he or she is eating. Or maybe there's, you know, um, self-image issues or just perform just, you know, you're so anxious and you have anxiety, performance related anxiety. So you you set a goal like I want to lose, let's say, like you said, 25 pounds in two weeks. And you know you're not able to reach that. So you're just counting mm-hmm. and you just go out and eat everything and kind of just give up. So instead of just blaming the client that you don't have willpower, maybe trying and understanding what the client is going through, I think makes a huge difference. Even even in terms of, because you don't want the client to feel that they are a failure and they can't mm-hmm. do something. Um, you want to understand where, why is the client failing and I think fitness experts should start doing that. Understand why you're not able to, why do you have cravings? Why are these temptations arising? Why? And just not blame the client. Okay, you're just a failure and you don't have self uh, control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And, and that I, I, makes a lot of sense. I know when I am stressed or, de- you know, depressed, uh, I tend to lean and, and, I tend to lean towards like, oh, I'm just not going to care what I eat. And and I, I knock on wood, I've been better since I've started Weight Watchers where when I get like that, I, I try not to. Or if I do, I don't necessarily uh, – I still have portion control when it comes to that. And that's, you know, um, for me, what I find that I like about uh, Weight Watchers is, is that – it's and you said you just said it it's a lifestyle change versus a diet where where and and i think it can be really kind of attributed to just like how how your brain kind of uh thinks of those two terms where where if it's a diet once you hit your goal you're done you can you can go back to eating regular food versus the lifestyle change oh well i know now that uh, eating this certain type of bread is is really like it might be a little bit tastier, but I can eat this other bread that's way healthier for me and not going to um, you know really affect my and in Weight Watchers terms my points all that much. Yeah. And and it tastes the same. It's 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 still a carb that tastes exactly the same as the other bread. Yeah, but there you made a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. Yes. Yes. And, and like, and something that, uh, I've really kind of taken from it more so than even like that, that whole lifestyle changes is I've used it as an opportunity to experience different foods or different, like I'm, I'm a fruit and veggie guy, but I was always like, I'm not going to eat a tomato unless it's in, in, uh, you know, sauce form really. (laughs) But I've started taking slices of tomato and putting it on a sandwich because it's, it's just a little bit of extra consumption for my stomach. And, and and it's really not doing me any harm by eating that slice of tomato. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and a lot of times, just your natural body, like your your body is beautiful. The way your body functions is really beautiful. It gives you signals exactly. And we just fa- we are just so busy. We just fail to listen to the body signals. Like for a person who's craving a lot of sugar, maybe you have like you know um, a lot of candida or bad bacteria in your stomach, a parasite. Mm. And that's what's making you crave sugar. Now, what we are going to try and deal with is, oh, you know, I'm craving sugar and I'm going to try and cut down on all kinds of sugar. Well, that's that's not going to fix it. You still need to deal with it because you're going to give up to temptation. Eventually, you're going to eat something which is sugary and get into this guilt mode and, you know. But try and listen to your body signals. Every time the body is telling you something, it just means... Um, Every time there's a craving, it really is a very clear signal. Like women crave a lot of chocolates when they have their menstrual cycles or periods. And that's mostly because the magnesium levels in your body drop and chocolates is just, cacao seeds are just very naturally high in magnesium. And your body's actually craving magnesium and not really chocolate. 
So maybe increasing your dry fruit intake, intake like cashews and almonds during your menstrual cycle will not make you crave. So I always tell my clients, listen to your body signals, don't ignore them and try and understand what your body is trying to communicate with you. Yeah, and uh, that is definitely a learning process, and 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 I think even just finding uh, like the the your your lifestyle change path is like uh, is a learning process. What I've every time I sit down and, and someone says, "Hey, man, you've been losing weight," I can I can see it, and and they ask me what I've been doing, and I say it's Weight Watchers, and I've you know started going to the gym a little bit a little bit. And I and I go into the the Weight Watchers spiel. I'm like, listen, I know this sounds real cultish, but it's a lifestyle change and a diet. And uh, and I sound like such like I feel like I'm part of a cult when I say that. But (laughs) what for me, like the app that they give you to basically tell you like here's what you can eat, which is really everything. It's just saying if you want to eat a slice of pizza, it's going to cost you like nine nine of your 30 some points at least you know that's what i have so is it really worth using nine points for that one slice of pizza once a week for me it is um but but i spent 33 plus years 33 and a half years eating however the hell i wanted to uh so now for like i want to use this app for the next few years to retrain to help me retrain what I, what I want to eat. And it's, it, it naturally pushes you towards, you know, more like less sugars, more protein, uh, more veggies, more fruit, more like every food group it pushes you towards. And, and it's, um, for me at least, I don't, I don't, I, I like to throw that in there because I don't want to sound like I'm pushing it on people. Like that's such a great little tool, um, that I have as someone who really like with two kids, uh, I go to the gym and usually around midnight. Uh, so there's no trainers really there for me to work with. Um, right. it's a great little tool for me for how my life is working right now to kind of like help me get down to my goal weight of, you know, healthiness. Right. And, um, uh, that's what it is. There should, I mean, when people talk to me about diet, like you said, with Weight Watchers, you have the freedom to eat a pizza if you want to eat a pizza. So if a diet is like, you know, very, very strict and there's a lot of don't, 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 then no one's going to be able to follow it. So when, when anyone's trying to get on like a program or a diet, um, maybe having like a little bit of freedom, there's no good or bad food. It's only about quantity. I mean, if you're going to yeah. eat, too, you're going to gain weight. If you're not going to, if there's a caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight. And if you're going to eat healthy, obviously you're going to get fitter. So having the 80-20 rule, maybe 80% of the time eating clean and then 20% of the time having the freedom to be able to enjoy the food which you like to enjoy, um, I think I think is what fitness. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's that for me is like is still allowing myself to have those, you know, I it's I mean, this past when I was camping, as we discussed earlier, I I, I kind of just threw every rule out the book when it came to drinking and I, and I drank a lot more than I normally do. But yeah. like typically like I, I when I uh, I off air, I believe we discussed uh, how I had to knock my wall down and and rebuild my wall. And that kind of like closed off part of my studio. And when that happened, I, it was the first time. Uh, since I started Weight Watchers that I bought a case of beer and really the first time I remember in, in the last few months buying a whole case of beer and drinking a, more than a beer a week. But that's typically like I, I'll let myself have a beer or two throughout the week. You know, right. it's not, I don't, I don't, part of that is also being in my 30s. But um, and, and same thing with like, you know, the pizzas. And and um, that's really the only thing I can think of, like that, that that's quote unquote like people look at as a bad food that I really kind of indulge in. But I also like, I love burgers, but I've swapped it out for from beef to Turkey because it's, it's a little bit healthier for you. And for me, it tastes practically the same. Right. But, uh, and that also keeps you on track, right? Having that little bit of freedom, um, having something to look forward to over the weekends, because you cannot stay in a shell. You cannot stay on a diet for the rest of your life. You cannot have a no social life. Um, And I don't think you should everyone. Um, and especially for people who go to the gym, you're working so hard on your body. So I think you should have the freedom to, you know, once in a while go and eat the way you want to eat. Yeah. And like, I think one of the great little like tips, and I, I've kind of stopped going to, to the meeting 
portion of the Weight Watchers just because it happens to be that it was summer's a busy time. So, so I don't know. I had time to like go and get my official way in and leave. But when I was going to the meetings, like one of the cool, I think tips that, that I learned aside from everything else we've discussed so far is like, when I go out to eat, typically I'm going to eat like past Kev would eat the whole burger and all the French fries. Now I try to cut it in half and take, get a box right away and just throw half of it in the box. So it's sight unseen. And I'm, it, it's, it, that's the thing is like, it, it's, it's a hundred percent amazing how little food in one yeah. sitting I actually need to eat to be fully satisfied and how for the last 33 and a half years that all that extra food was just me probably being a typical American, just eating, eating, eating all the food that's in front of me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, it's also with the body. The moment you start making small lifestyle changes, which are healthy, your body's going to like 100% support you. So you're not going to crave as much for bigger quantities. Um, And especially with your intake of fruits and vegetables and high fiber, um, you're not going to want to, you won't reach out for junk as often. Yeah, it's not even like you're, you're stopping. It's not even like you know you're forcing yourself to make healthier choices. It just naturally comes because you your body wants to be healthy. You want to be healthy. It's just natural. It just a fit body is just natural. It comes naturally as long as you start making small lifestyle changes at a time. Yeah, um, and and so talking about diet, uh, I, I and I, I don't know if or is it is your your vegan plant based? Is that the same thing? Uh, there's a difference. So difference okay. between and plant-based is someone on a plant-based diet is only uh, restraining from eating products which are from animals. It could be honey, eggs, meat, dairy. But someone who's a vegan or identifies as a vegan is also abstaining from the use of leather, silk, um, things like horse riding or anything uh, which causes any harm to the animals. So that's basically okay. the difference. Plant-based eater is... Um, making food choices which are free of animal products and a vegan is living a lifestyle which is free of animal products okay so and and because i know this was a note in in that was sent to me uh but i forget which one it is (laughs) so so, because that was like you're like the only one of the if not only uh is it vegan uh, fitness trainers in in uh in india yeah, I'm one of the uh, plant-based fitness plant-based. trainers. Okay. I yeah yeah I uh, I mean I aspire to be vegan, but um, there are certain things. Of course, still I'm still transitioning. Um, there are some beauty products which I have before I was vegan or plant-based, um, which have been tested on animals and you know things. But my my choice to be on a plant-based diet is purely out of health. Um, ethics comes much later, but it's just from a health perspective, um, which has worked on my body type and mm-hmm. which works for a lot of clients I work with. And being, uh, I would almost say dairy addict, uh, having a lot of food very, very high in, um, you know, cheese and butter and all of that. Um, I just know how it reacts on my body and now not having any of it. Uh, my performance is much better and um, my energy levels are much higher. And it just agrees with my body. So when, when, and this is always kind of um, been like, I guess the question in the back of my mind when it comes to, you know, vegetarian, plant-based, vegan type of eating, all, all, you know, wh- whatever you classify yourself as, uh, mm-hmm. and not you, just like the, 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 the royal mm-hmm. you, uh, of people out there. Um, what, like what, because to me, it's it's always been hammered in, and I don't know if it's just like culture or, um, or I just like to eat meat. But like, it's been hammered in, like, oh, protein's important, protein's important. <laughs> and it seems to me when when you're eating plant based and, and you're you're cutting meat out, you're yeah. limiting protein. So like, what what do you a is protein as important as everyone says it is? And b assuming it is, what do you uh what do you do for protein when when you're plant-based yeah uh well protein is obviously important protein is a building block of the human body so you need protein um to gain muscle mass but a lot of people get this confused your muscles are made of carbs and proteins it's not only proteins your muscles require carbohydrates and requires proteins um 
plant-based proteins is the easiest to digest by the body compared to animal-based proteins. So if I'm taking, let's say, 120 grams of plant-based proteins, all of that is directly absorbed and digested by my system versus the same amount of animal-based proteins if it's coming from dairy or meat um, causes a very acidic environment in the stomach and is much harder to digest by the system. Also, a lot of it, like especially dairy protein, um, casein, which is one of the most important proteins found in dairy, is very carcinogenic for the system. It's it's cancer-causing. Oh, wow. If you look at a lot of athletes, uh, like the Williams sisters, a lot of um, distance ultramarathon runners or tennis players, or many people during their training phase and a couple of weeks and months before their competition go on a plant-based diet just because it's easier to digest. Um, and it just helps you recover. It helps your muscle mus- muscles recover faster. So if you're comparing the two, uh, plant-based protein in terms of digestibility, absorption part is much easier. Now, the second thing, like you said, is protein important. Um, yes, it's important, but not as much as you think. Your body cannot digest more than 25% of your total calories coming from protein. If you're taking any more than that, it's just thrown out by the body, flushed out, or it leads to the formation of stones which could be dangerous for you. Yeah, yeah. Sounds dangerous. Uh, when you say yeah. stones in your body, that's yeah. uh, it makes me cringe. Yeah, so if my body weight right now is 120 pounds, I need about 100, and 100, 100 grams of protein. And if I want to build muscle mass, about 120 grams of protein. And I competed as a bikini athlete where I had to have very low body fat and high muscle mass. Um, I was, I think, at 14, 13, 14% uh, body fat. And at that time, I took about 120 grams of protein, and that's the highest I've gone. And you still still build muscles. And now I'm competing um, in powerlifting in the next few weeks. And I am lifting weights more than a lot of guys in my gym. <laughs> that, uh, I can... Uh... I would be one of those guys not lifting a lot of weights. I, I'm, I've always been very uh, – in high school, uh, I, and, and I'm going to use, I guess, air quotes, I did some weight training. Um, okay. Never never anything too crazy. I've always been more of a cardio guy, like on the uh, treadmill or now that my knees are a little bit weaker, the elliptical. Um, right. But, but what so, – so if you are – all right. Well, let's like, t- what's a typical for you uh, versus one of your clients? Like what's a typical, uh, let's say, say uh, single day workout regime uh, for you? Right. So um, I try and I mean, I barely have time. Um, I try and if I have time, if I have the luxury of time, it's a good two hours on the floor um, because workout for me is therapy. I, I love training. I love being on the floor, listening to music, cutting the world off. Um, it's like meditation to me, but, um, if I don't have time, it's like maybe one hour, 60 minutes, 60 to 90 minutes. Um, depending on what I'm preparing for, if it's like a bikini competition, then it would be about 30 to 40 minutes of cardio and remaining weight training. But if it's powerlifting, obviously it's mostly just weight training, um, just deadlift squats and bench, uh, your, you know, the big powerlifting movements and maybe 10 minutes of cardio here and there. Um, but no more than that. Now, um, is that now? Maybe I'm. Do you, are you incorporating yoga into this? I don't know if I if I'm making that note up or not. No, no, I try to. I try to do it once, once or twice a week. But there's this amazing website called Rombard, and they have um, guided stretches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it's this form of yoga, which if I'm not wrong, it's called Yan Yoga, mm-hmm. in which you you're in a yoga pose for about four to five minutes. So it's like really deep stretches and that just helps me, I mean, just stretch out every muscle fiber, increasing my range of motion, increasing um, my flexibility so I can almost lift a little bit um, more weights. But if I, um, I mean, when I was in the US, I used to do a lot of Bikram yoga. Mm -hmm. And I think US or the West in general has taken yoga from India and made it into such a big industry. And I think it's beautiful. This you have acro yoga, you have toga, which is treadmill yoga, you have Bikram yoga, which is hot yoga, you have puppy yoga, you have so you have laughing yoga, you have <laughs> this is the best one, I think. Um it was it was yoga with a weed. I, I forgot the name. It was 
it sounded so interesting and you have beer yoga which is you're having beer and you have so many <laughs> these crazy forms of yoga but i don't think it's as crazy in india i mean india just has ashtanga and hatha yoga the older forms where the yoga just you know the way yoga was supposed to be done yeah. um but i i miss that in the us i miss yeah. having so many forms of fitness which india does not have right now it's growing towards that but i really miss having that so so uh first i uh i i'm eventually going to to work in some yoga i uh i used to be uh, a wrestler like the the tv style oh, wow. wwe style of wrestling um and uh i only bring that up because the I never really thought of myself as a yoga person, but there's this wrestler DDP uh, yeah. does the DDP yoga. And, and I have sitting uh, on my shelf somewhere, I have like the, his DDP yoga set that I said, Oh, I'll eventually do that. I'll eventually do that. And that was months ago. when I was, was at my, my two sixty uh, yeah. or two fifty, wherever I was ho- hovering at when I got it. And I, uh, I, I'm now, now that, and of course I, I have to get, I've been back for, I guess, yeah, almost 48 hours uh, from vacation. So I need to get back to the gym uh, and get back into my, my three days a week routine that I have. But then I want to start doing yoga, the DDP yoga, the other two days a week uh, and kind of just take the weekends off. But uh, I'm excited to try it because it's something that I, 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 I've only kind of toyed with in the sense of like uh, my, my, son specifically because he's the oldest every now and then likes to do like hey turn on the workouts that's on demand on on verizon on demand and yeah. uh like one time we found a yoga thing that he wanted to do and and so i've toyed with it in that in that sense where i just threw it on tv and tried to do what they're doing and and i'm way not flexible enough to do it but uh <laughs> yeah i'm interested to, to to i'm hoping to start that in like the next you know once you know it gets a little bit colder after i get kind of more reps in at the gym yeah. um but uh all that was just uh for me to preempt into getting into so what is it sounds like the one of the key differences when it comes to fitness here in the states and over there in india is is uh the variation of whether it's yoga or fitness yoga makes you 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 did a good job explaining the different yogas how aside from the fact that maybe it's just more readily available here in the states how how does fitness vary between the two countries um, like I said, a lot of people in India don't use fitness centers. So, um, just one percent, literally one percent of the population uses fitness centers, and I think this statistic was as of uh, as of three years back. So maybe it's two percent now. Um, but it's not it's not a very fitness friendly um country, and a lot of people shy away from it for many reasons. Um lack of uh it's it's okay so one of the things what i noticed here was um fitness trainers an average session with a with a fitness expert in the u.s would be what 60 70 dollars maybe 100 dollars now in india an average session with a fitness trainer you could get 12 sessions in 100 dollars oh wow so you see the difference so a lot of the fitness professionals um and it's changing of course it's changing now with a lot of you know uh, Bollywood actors promoting it and uh, international trainers coming to India and um, sort of exploring the country. Um, so it's, but still a lot of fitness professionals are not educated fitness professionals. They are just fitness professionals who became fitness professionals because they uh, would have probably uh, competed in a bodybuilding competition or they would have worked out when they were in college and um, they couldn't find a job anywhere else. So it's still new. Um, there's no easy access to like chiropractors. Um, you have physiotherapists, but not physiotherapists who are like sports specific. There are very few people. Um, and this is slowly growing. So because it's like this, um, it's not as well in terms of education. And I think as, as and when that grows, more and more people are going to be inclined towards uh, getting fitter. So for the, the 90 
99, 98% of people that are not taking advantage of fitness centers. Obviously I can't imagine, I would have to imagine that that doesn't mean 99% of the people are unhealthy. What are they, what, what do, what do people typically do when they, when they're living in India, if it's not a fitness center to, to kind of just keep healthy? Agriculture was the biggest profession in India till like maybe a decade back. Um, So people were physically active, very physically active, working in fields, working outdoors. Um, There was a lot of, you know, uh, physical labor work. So people, if you look at our grandparents and great grandparents, they've been very, very healthy because they were working outdoors. But now it's just becoming like an IT hub and IT capital and um, desk jobs and all of that is starting to creep in. So now the need for fitness centers is actually there, which wasn't there before. Um, Of course, people, this walking, this yoga, there are different forms. Um, It's just not as explored. And I would also, I I think food in India is much healthier than in the US. Yeah, I I can believe that. Yeah, so because the food is just healthy, it's mostly, um, it's not, there's not a lot of trans fat, there's not a lot of um, junk food sort of, um, you know, outlets and centers and fast food joints. Um, So I think people are healthy because of food habits. um, And people are healthy because of, there's not a lot of, even the medical and the pharmacological industry is not as huge and not as manipulative as I would think in a lot of other states and countries. so I think there's overall health, but there definitely needs to be more physical fitness and even mental health. Like India has this culture of people living in families and, you know, there's joint families and you, you uh, kids don't move out of parents' house till like maybe 30, 40 or maybe even not after that. So um, it's not a lot of isolation. Um, so mental health issues are lower. Depression rates are lower. Um, which I think a lot of other countries, uh, it's much higher. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and I, I guess I can't speak much for anywhere outside of the U S but for sure U S and, and I, and it's, we, we kind of talked about it earlier where it's for me, I think it's been, uh, I want to say 20, 2014, if I'm remembering correctly, is the, is the year that, uh, we lost Robin Williams. And that for, for me, uh, is when I took way more notice into to mental health. Um, even though I've kind of worked in that, in that field for, for almost, uh, like the last eight years almost, um, as an IT person. Uh, so not directly in mental health, but, um, f- for the last four years, since Robin Williams died, I've kind of paid attention to it more. And I think at least, in in the states, it's been paid attention a lot more since then as well, uh, because uh, you know it's it's the the happiest dude on on well the the funniest dude on earth uh, yeah. that can take his own life and, and of course it, you know we found out since then there's a lot of other factors that, that that were into it but that he was so depressed that you know that that I mean I didn't and I, I think it was known to actual people that were huge Uber fans of his but to the general yeah. population like many n- not many people knew he was super depressed so like to see that four years ago, the funniest guy on the planet be depressed and, and presumably at that time depressed enough to take his life. I think it was a big uh, awakening for people. And, and yeah, the rates are definitely way higher here in the States than, than probably a lot of places. Um, And it's, it's, I, I, it's, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a hundred percent getting worked on even here fully um even though we've had like the mental health uh fields and 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 facilities for you know decades i mean i think what it's advancing towards is just more drugs more treatments Mm -hmm. um i i really wish there were just centers for people like their libraries where people can just go and read books there are centers everywhere for people to just go in and talk just Mm -hmm. just talk it out just because as a personal trainer i've noticed that with your clients you it's less of what you do on the floor in terms of fitness just having that space for the client to come and just you know emotional vomiting yeah just about the day and um kind of a no judgment zone um telling you that they're not happy with their spouse they're not happy with their spouse they do they hate their bosses they want to just say that to someone Mm -hmm. so um and it makes a huge difference um just having someone maybe even five minutes a day to talk it out 
um, I think yeah. that, that makes difference to mental health i mean of course i'm not talking about people with diagnosed depression where you have like chemical imbalance but like with cases of just where you can just talk talk your feelings out it could make a huge difference yeah i i um i feel like on some level um everyone has some sort of level of depression in them uh yeah so but but there is like i i know people who who absolutely do need uh, the medication in order to to function properly? I know people who, for them, their best method uh, of medicine isn't necessarily medication, but it is to sit down with yeah. someone for an hour and pay that person. And and I, I for me, uh, it's it's I've always kind of like known that my depression is way more low key, uh, yeah. and and like definitely don't need medication for it. Uh, and, and I've never been able to find like a professional to sit down and talk with. And so I've always kind of used like creati- creativity, you know, when I used to wrestle, it was telling a story through wrestling, uh, to kind of make myself feel better and, and get that endorphin high. Uh, yeah. and, and now it's podcasting and, and writing and, and various other things that I do creatively. Um, yeah. I think that, that, like I said, I, everyone I think suffers from it, but there's, uh, and talking is definitely helpful and maybe, you know, Technically, I do talk to people. It's just not a professional. I talk to friends and family and whatnot. So, and it's something that I love that like Bullies Keep Out, the podcast that I talked about earlier and Victims of Villains, you know, they are great resources for like mental health that uh, offer, you know, whether they're facilitating some sort of um, conversation or, 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 or uh, meeting um, or they're getting another organization involved. Um, they're like, it's, especially I think with like the younger people in, in, in the States, at least you, you see more and more people, I think that are millennials or, or Gen Xers or somewhere in that range, uh, kind of trying to make themselves available to like help each other. Um, it's, I know it's something that I, and I don't say too much on this show, but when the t- t- topic comes up, I do say all the time, like, I might not have anything to say, but I, I'm an ear. Like, hit me up, on, DM me on Twitter, and I'm happy to listen to you vent so that you feel yeah. better. Yeah, and doesn't um, therapy does not really necessarily mean like sit down meditation? Like you said, for you, it's just being creative. For me, it's just going on the floor and lifting weights. It could be anything where you can shut your mind off um, for even a few seconds. Like maybe it's cooking for someone or like. Um, being out and like you said being in the woods it does not people think when when you talk about okay your, your your stress levels are high you need to meditate no you need to do something where you're not thinking about the thing that makes you stressful and it could be anything yeah and and it's 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 uh for me like i said it's, it's creativity sometimes when i'm stressed because of that it is actually just throwing headphones in not a big music guy so it's usually listening to podcasts and and you know, going like, that's when I'll spend a little bit longer at the gym. Like, I'll, you know, I might spend an hour and a half at the gym and, and just veg right. out listening to a podcast while I'm on the, the elliptical or whatever. So, uh, cause that is, is as much as I'm not like, I'm not the picture of like, Hey, I, this is the guy that goes to the gym and you, you can tell by his body. I am, uh, I do really enjoy it and, and it's more of a casual thing right now, but, uh, it is, it is that activity is just it is a great stress relief you know for, for yeah and i guess and it's like it, it gets those endorphins going or whatever it and it shows on your uh it definitely matters on your physical health because a lot of times when i see my client and i know that they're constantly working like 12 18 hours a day and they're stressed all the time especially people in sales jobs and month and you have sales targets you're chasing that and you have no time to do anything else i would put in something like um once in a week go and meet a friend and they would be like, I've paid you for nutrition counseling and fitness counseling. Why are you writing this in the chart? And I'm like, you don't realize that. That's that's the reason you're not able to, if you're not happy, you're not going to be physically fit. And that's just magnetizing, um, you know, low immunity and illnesses and things into your life. So sometimes the things which makes you most happy, even though you don't have the time for it, make time for it and do it. Um so you have time and you have the health to do the things which you have to do uh, to continue earning money. 
it's 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 funny because I I prior to us starting the interview, uh, the the one of the reasons I was like running just a couple minutes behind is yeah. I went to go see uh, Christopher Robin, uh, the the new Winnie the Pooh movie, and yeah. it's like that's the message of that movie is is to like not focus your entire life on the on the work or what you know the stressor or whatever for, in this movie it's the work but that's the stressor and, yeah. and to make time for friends and family and stuff yeah or vice versa don't focus all your energy to lose that five pounds on the scale so that like 95 percent mm-hmm. of the time you're just you're not eating anything and you're like really depressed i mean sometimes you're going out you're socializing go out enjoy that it's okay to have a slice of pizza or like it's okay to have like you know a beer or something do not be obsessed by the numbers on the scale which um i mean now especially for a lot of women i see um it's just i don't know messages of the media or whatever there's so much of pressure to look perfect to do everything perfect it's mm-hmm. it's okay to be a little bit imperfect yeah and, and it's uh i mean i i say this as a person who does look at the scale on a regular basis but that's uh it's not i, I just for me it's making sure i'm kind of heading towards the right the right direction. uh oh. direction yeah and and you know if i'm if i'm not then i know it's like all right well let me see what i ate in my tracker the last couple of days and see what i did wrong but like i sometimes i'd have clients who would get on the scale in the morning and message me back saying i'm 300 grams heavier should i go should i just skip my dinner today okay. and i'm like no but that's, that's just being obsessed that's like no no it's it, it happens it's okay i mean Maybe you ate something which was too salty and your water intake is higher. It's it's just don't get obsessed by numbers so much. Yeah. yeah that your entire life revolves around it. I think it's for me, I think it's good to have um, like, all right, I know that eventually whether it's, you know, you're going to be good with us. Yeah. 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 It's just eventually getting to that, that goal number is like, okay, I know that like for me, 200 is like when I'm absolutely, I know. And, and I know like, science says I should be 185 or whatever. But for me, I feel uh, my best at around 200. Uh, yeah. And it's that's so while it kind of sucks that like, like for the last three weeks, I've been hovering around the same amount of weight. And I, I've only lost less than a pound uh, each and every like the last three official weigh ins. So yeah. uh, it's still I still know that like, all right, well, I don't need to hit that 200. Like there's nothing health wise telling me that I have to, like, I'm not in, I'm not in danger of being two twenty six. I am right now. I'm not, I'm not in a, a danger of, of being that weight right now. That's it, it is a mental thing of like, I just want to get to that number. So like, right. I'll get there eventually. I, you know, I, and I am, even though it's 0.2 or 0.3 pounds a week, it's, it is, it Focus. is the right direction. It's the right direction. And I think physical fitness is being able to do things uh, with your body without your body stopping yourself. Um, And you stop only because of your mind. Because like if you're playing with your kids, you should be able to play with your kids for as long as you want, not Mm -hmm. as long as your body allows. And if you can do that, then you're physically fit. And you don't get obsessed on the scale. Yeah. And and that is that's definitely like a huge motivation for uh, for me was like all right well a I want to be healthy for the kids b I want to be able to not you know die in the middle of running around with them and, and just lose my breath uh, and and just naturally like I'm it's for me it's it's almost two a.m. Uh, as we're yeah. sitting here recording this. Uh, and, and most people think that's crazy that, that, that I, I am up till two or later in the night, but this is like a typical night for me is like, I'll usually be up till two, three o'clock in the morning and then I'll go to bed and I'll wake up around six, maybe six 30. So I only get a few hours of sleep at night, which is not the healthiest thing, but my body can operate on that. When exactly. I hit, when I hit two sixty, I couldn't, like I was going to bed at 8 PM. And getting ten hours of sleep a night, and not able, to, and I wasn't able to function how my body normally functions. Yeah, so that that's that's how you measure fitness, right? And yeah. also, like because about the uh, being healthy for your kids thing, I think that's one of the messages. I biggest message if I I want to deliver to the world, I think it's every parent's res- moral responsibility to stay fit for your kids because your kids look up to you. Yeah, and if you can be a bad role model in terms of physical fitness, I mean. 
the reason I had to move to India, leaving the US, leaving my job, a high paying job. And I had a house there. I had a car and I had to sell everything overnight was because my dad fell very, very sick. And the doctor said he probably wouldn't live for more than a few months. Um, and he made, he made a full recovery, oh, but nice. I had to, I had to, yeah. And that was like, I remember having a panic attack when I heard it over the phone, when I was miles away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish he took care of his health. I wish he ate healthier. Um, and one of the reasons he was diagnosed, I mean, he was diagnosed with uh, kidney stones, but because of his obesity, the doctors could not figure out and they probably thought it was a tumor. Mm. So I wish he was not obese. And I, I wish, um, you know, and this is what I want to say to all parents out there. You have a moral responsibility to be fit because you have kids who look up to you. Um, and they are going to follow you. They are going to do what you show them, not what you say them. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you touched on earlier is, is, uh, fit doesn't mean, uh, you look like, you know, Britney Spears or, uh, the Kardashians or whatever, like fit can be like, I, I I feel, uh, I know I'm not a hundred percent healthy and fit right now. I know that the, that I could feel better than I do now, but for the most part at two twenty six, not very much muscle, uh, that I, I'm, way healthier than I was two, three months ago. And I can keep up with my kids. And, and uh, f- some people would say I'm using fit very liberally by calling myself fit, but yeah. I-, I feel fit at, at the very least. And um, I used to leave a pizza once in a while. So that's good, right? Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's another thing like, you know, yeah, you want to be fit for your kids and, and, and show them like the proper way to eat because they're going to do as you do, not do as you say. But it's also important to like, like on ice, like if the kids want ice cream to be like, all right, you guys have ice cream, but I'm not going to do that because I'm on a diet. And, and it's, 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 it's you. the thing that I've learned and, and we kind of hit it on the head numerous times tonight is that it's a lifestyle change. So of course you're going to have ice cream every once in a while. It's just Correct. keeping it in moderation. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And showing them that, that you can enjoy your food, but 80% of the time, you stay healthy so that you can enjoy the remaining 20% of the time without guilt. Yeah. And, and, and it is definitely like, if I were, if I were to call what I'm doing a diet, it's definitely the most enjoyable diet because I'm not cutting out pizza. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I, there's, I mean, I, 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 there's some things I've cut out, like, but I, like I've cut, and I shouldn't even say I've cut soda. I know diet has its own like negative things to it, but the, there's no sugar in it. And that, that helps me say in my head, I know that diet soda is still not good for me. Um, but, but once in a blue, like once, maybe twice a month, if I grab myself a diet, Dr. Pepper, it's not going to hurt me. And it's, and it's because of the, and maybe not for real, maybe you can answer this. Is it better for me to drink a regular Dr. Pepper once or twice a month or a diet Dr. Pepper once or twice a month? It depends on your once or twice. If it's a one to twice, so a spatin, which is the artificial sweetener and Dr. Pepper is what most people say is not healthy for you. But if you're doing it once or twice a month, there's just so little quantity in it. It's not going to, it's not going to hurt you. But if someone's going to have Dr. Pepper every single day and it's a diet, then I would say you'd rather have the regular because you're doing it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's like, I mean, I was, when I was drinking soda daily, I was like, why am I going to drink diet soda that tastes awful if, yeah. if I could have this other stuff that doesn't have the fake sugar in it. And, yeah. and now my mindset is more like, well, well, I'm not going to drink much soda. And if I do, it's going to be diet Dr. Pepper because it tastes like Dr. Pepper. Uh, yeah. And uh, science says or Weight Watchers says there's it's better for me because it's it's got no sugar and I know that's not 100% true because of the the, the fake sugar and whatnot and then that that's like the, the biggest transition I had um, this time around was not necessarily the soda because I because I was able to kind of give that up and real and, and and I wasn't losing weight giving it up like I did 10 years ago um, right it was more so I became a, a big coffee drinker over the last 10 to 15 years. But I say that as, as the guy who went to Dunkin' Donuts to drink candy, uh, candy coffee and, and drink the lattes that are horrendous for you. 
and um i i've learned to kind of like cut down into just i'll have i'll still drink maybe two three cups of coffee a day but only the first one is going to be the the coffee that has a little bit of creamer in it and a little bit of um just creamer i don't put sugar in it anymore uh and then the other two cups are going to be black uh or like and and um this is actually, I meant to, when you brought up there earlier, I wanted to uh, ask you this question. And this will be uh, one of the last things we talk about, because I know we're running up on time here, but uh, I have replaced, like I, f- I found a similar tasting caramel latte at, um, at a convenience store, Wawa, that's around me, that uh, seems a lot healthier compared to the Dunkin' Donuts caramel uh, latte by just simply getting the, the sugar-free caramel uh, well, I don't think it's sugar-free caramel, but there's no added sugar uh, and um, almond milk versus regular milk. So that being like, so so if you're if you're avoiding dairy for whatever reason, um, for for me, it's because it's just it, it's too many points for Weight Watchers. So I go to almond milk. It, right. Is is that like what's the the better alternative when it in in the world of milk? If you love milk, but you're trying to stay away from real Daddy milk. milk? Yeah. I would, okay, so this is what I used to be a huge fan of almond milk, and then I got my food intolerance test done, and it showed I'm intolerant to almonds, and I would not have even thought of that. So what happens when you're intolerant to a certain kind of food is your stomach, because it's it's just the body functions beautifully, it would still continue. You would still continue eating the item without getting any symptoms, but your stomach will develop a lining around it so that the almonds are not absorbed by the intestine, which is good, but that lining also will prevent your micronutrients and vitamins from being absorbed. So that's just the stomach's defense mechanism. So I would say that every time you're choosing between a nut, nut-based nut milk, keep switching it up. Like use almond milk for a few weeks, then use soy milk for a few weeks, cashew milk for a few weeks, uh, coconut milk for a few weeks, rice milk, walnut milk, so many different options. So keep mm-hmm. switching it up. So in case you're intolerant to one, you're not going to get any signs or signals because it's different from food sensitivity. Uh, but you're still getting, you're still, you know, switching it up and you're getting the nutrients from everything. Interesting. I, and I, I say, uh, like for me, the only thing I like the almond milk in is my latte because it's barely, t- yeah, I can barely taste it. It's just, it, but it makes, uh, it makes the, the coffee a little bit sweeter versus like, skin milk or yeah. whatever the other, the other like yeah. the, it, it gives it that little natural sweetener that the almond has it gives it a yeah. little nutty taste not too much i did i bought cashew milk because i was like well i love cashews i don't like almonds i'm gonna love the cashew milk and yeah, for me the so cashew nice. milk was like watered down it was really a weird taste when you drank it straight it was, it was really weird yeah. i think with coffee soy goes the best you're not gonna get the nutty aftertaste mm-hmm uh, yeah. And I, I, and I need to, uh, what I've actually found out is that what I actually buy for home, when I actually buy, I, I didn't believe the hype of buying Starbucks, uh, coffee because it's like $20 for a bag of ground coffee, but it actually right. black Starbucks coffee actually tastes better than anything else I bought from the store, uh, freshly ground. Oh my god! I should send you some locally ground coffee from India. It's it's so good. I need to I need to get in that. I needed I, I need to go and and because like real coffee drinkers tell me like don't you get coffee from Wawa, which is you know I, for me is I love it because it's it's just my local convenience store. But like they're like you're drinking this all this coffee that's not like if you want a real good tasting black coffee and they and they, I don't think they've named anything directly from India, but they do. It's all like fancy names and and stuff that i don't recognize so i do need to go to like i think like a like a smaller coffee shop that that has these more exotic coffees yeah uh all right so uh we we have chatted for for about an hour uh now so before i let you go uh please uh give any kind of plugs to to websites social media where people can find you and and what you're up to and and whatnot Sure. So my website is my name, which is Roshni Sangvi. I'll spell that out. R-O-S-H-N-I-S-A-N-G-H-V-I.com. And my social media plugins are all on my website. So Instagram, um, there's Facebook, Snapchat, 
anything youtube i have a youtube channel also so yeah definitely check it out and um yeah some fitness tips and nutrition and uh we'll have uh a lot of those links in the show notes as well uh and i'm sure i'll cover it in the pre and pre-intro post outro type of deals that i do uh rashni thank you for doing the show thank you kevin thank you so much for being patient uh, in spite of changing the timing so many times Thanks once again to Roshni for being on the show. Find her on Instagram at, I'm going to spell this, at R-O-S-H-N-I-S-A-N-G-H-V-I. Again, that's at R-O-S-H-N-I-S-A-N-G-H-V-I. Or her website, spelled the same exact way, dot com. That's R-O-S-H-N-I-S-A-N-G-H-V-I.com. Uh, and you can get more information about her plant-based diet and her uh, fitness instruction stuff. You can get nice tips on Instagram and whatnot. Uh, follow her there. It would be much appreciated. And again, thank you for being on the show. If you're looking for another show to listen to, why don't you check out Victims and Villains? They're deep in their Halloween franchise recap that you do not want to miss. Josh uses his show to talk nerd, talk hope. He uses pop culture as a way to raise awareness for suicide prevention. He does the great, great work that uh, only he could do. Uh, Love this guy. Love that he's part of our network. Love that he brings, uh, along with Bullies Keep Out and the Ladies Who Rant, uh, a nice new perspective uh, to the network and and just not silly talk uh, like like this show does. Uh, And holy smokes, in a few days, you can catch our newest podcast, After Party of One, right here on the That's Entertainment Podcast Network, thatentertains.com slash network. Each month, I'm going to sit down with someone from the tabletop role-playing game community and discuss Jeff Stormer's Party of One podcast. We get into each episode from the previous month before, and October's guest is Jeff Stormer himself. We sit down and we chat about the September episodes of Party of One. So listen to those and then come over to thatentertains.com slash network and listen to After Party of One. It's exactly what it sounds like, an after talk show about the Party of One podcast. We like to end everything as awesome with a call to action. Super friends, there are a lot of terrible things happening right now, and it can feel like you can't do anything to help, but you can. It takes people like us to make a difference, and one of the easiest and most important ways to take action is to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. This week, Super Friends, our call to action is really, really simple. Make sure you're eligible to vote. November is coming up. I'm hammering this home for the next few weeks because voting is our number one voice when it comes to changing things. If you're not happy with how things are, vote. Make your voice heard. That's how change happens. If you want to make your voice heard in other ways, go to fivecalls.org. I'm going to talk about that in just a second and look at other issues that you can voice your opinion about. Let your senators and your House of Reps know that you want to see change. It starts with us. Enough complaining. Go out and vote. When I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll find issue summaries of issues that are important to you, contact info for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. Calling is quick, easy, and is one of the most important ways to have your voice heard. It can make a tremendous difference. Let your voice be heard. Thank you to our supporters on patreon.com slash that entertains. If you want to support us in a non-monetary way, word of mouth recommendations and five-star rating reviews on iTunes are the best way to spread the good word of awesome. You can find us on at real awesome pod on facebook.com and Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram at awesome podcast and we're available on awesomepodcast.com And of course that entertains.com slash network. You can get more news about this show at awesomepodcast.com and that entertains.com. But also on my personal Twitter, at that nerdy Kev, is where I do a lot of things. If you're interested in ad rates, live appearances, help with your podcast, or have a question or comment, email us at awesome at crudehumorstudios.com. Everything is Awesome is a production of That Entertains Podcast Network in association with Crude Humor Studios. Crude Humor Studios is a Philadelphia-based production company specializing in audio. You can find more information at crudehumorstudios.com. Thanks for listening, super friends. We've been awesome. That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist-owned. Fan-supported.